We're going to talk some NFL and get into what is a really interesting, really busy stretch of football games with our friend Ross Tucker, former longtime NFL player, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can find that and all of his content. Best place is social media at Ross Tucker NFL, and also one of the guys working with MyFrontPageStory.com. Today's Cyber Monday, so there's deals. Uh, check it out. Mr. Tucker, good morning, buddy. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Yeah, likewise, Bill. Good to talk with you, man. Thank you for having me. So let's jump in. I mean, there's so much going on. If you were a decision maker or the decision maker in Green Bay, and it turned out that Aaron Rodgers could gut through the pain of whatever the tests are going to show today, would you put him out on the field given the fact this team is whatever they are, 4-8, and eight, or would you get a long look at Jordan Love? I think it's, it's interesting because I, I think I'd probably start Jordan Love because, you know, I don't know enough about how Aaron's feeling, but it seemed like he was really struggling last night with the ribs, and we know about the thumb already, and there's reports of maybe surgery and all that stuff. So I think I'd probably play Jordan Love, in which case, Bill, it's like what's the scenario where you put Rodgers back in after that? I mean, if Jordan Love plays well, I don't think you you put him back on the bench, put Rodgers back in as he's healing or whatever. If Jordan Love plays poorly and they lose, then the Packers are really super-duper out of it. So why would you put Aaron Rodgers back in there? You probably want to get more experience and see more from Jordan Love. So uh, I don't really see a scenario if Aaron Rodgers doesn't start this week where he starts any more games this year, in which case I think it's a pretty good chance that We've seen him play his last game for the Packers, which is pretty wild and amazing to say, but it's certainly possible. And I know that they're not mathematically eliminated yet, but they're really struggling. It's hard to imagine them. I mean, they pretty much have to run the table, win these last five games. I suppose that's possible, and I know that's what Roger said, that, you know, we got to run the table, still have a chance. But I I don't know. I, I think it's you got to at some point look at the probability of something like that and think the value might be more in getting Jordan Love more games, especially since they have to make a decision on his fifth-year option, although I think it's hard to imagine him playing well enough in the last five games that they would pick that up. Ross, what do you think the market, the trade market would be? How robust for, for Aaron Rodgers if, if he wants to keep playing next year and that's a route the Packers decided to go? Ooh. It's a great question. Um, it's a complicated question because if it's a trade, then, you know, the other team would have to take on his contract. And I think certainly there will be some teams that are interested, but I don't know. I, you know, a part of me wonders with what's going on with Russell Wilson and I guess to a lesser extent to Sean Watson, but we'll see how he plays the rest of the year. Part of me kind of wonders, you know, if that makes teams a little bit more tepid to dip their toe into the Aaron Rodgers waters, but there'll be somebody. I mean, there'll be somebody that will say, look, he's going to play another year or two, and that could be all we need. Look, the Rams got Matthew Stafford, and they won the Super Bowl. The Bucks got Tom Brady, and they won the Super Bowl. We could get Aaron Rodgers here, and they could maybe win the Super Bowl. I'm sure there's some teams that will be very interested. I also think the whole situation, you got the contract. You also have the fact that I'm pretty confident Rodgers would like to pick his own place 
but the Packers want to get value in return. It's a, it's going to be a fascinating situation because I, I do think he's probably done in Green Bay. Wow. Ross Tucker breaking it down here on the show. Yeah, it's so interesting because, I, and I know it's all speculation, but the Titans jump to mind. The Niners jump to mind, even though they have Trey Lance, who presumably will be coming back from injury. But you, you brought up sort of the, the two sides of this coin, Ross, the fact that with, with Brady and Stafford, great success. And you brought up Russell Wilson. It's early in this new contract, but it's been a, a debacle. What do you think is going on with Russell Wilson's quarterback play? Well, I think there's a couple of things. Uh, but the biggest one is probably that he's just not playing very well. Um, you know, Part of it is certainly that he's in a new system and playing with new guys around him, so he's not as familiar. But, you know, Bill, it's like so much of that position for him has been the second reaction plays, you know, kind of running around and then making a big play. Where is that, dude? Like, where is that? It, 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 it doesn't appear – as if he still has the ability to do that. It's bizarre because I don't know how he would have just lost it uh, seemingly overnight, but I think maybe the Seattle people would tell you it wasn't overnight. It was, you know, a steady decline in 2020, then last year, and now, now it's just been compounded by the fact that he's in a new place with new receivers or whatever. But yeah, it's not it's not good. Um, it's not good at all because they got a lot of money invested in him. And you know how this will go. They'll get rid of the head coach. They'll get a new coordinator in there. They'll say hey, everything's great. And and maybe it will be, but I'm skeptical. Like I don't think he'll I don't think he'll be this bad forever, but I don't think he'll ever be top five, top ten Russell Wilson again either. Ross, what what does it do to a to a to a locker room? to an off- a group of offensive linemen, whoever it is, because we saw that outburst, and guys are competitive, that happens. But when you got a guy like, like Russell Wilson, and he's playing the way that, that he's playing, can you just take us in the locker room and, and what their reactions can be? Well, it's an interesting one, right? Because everybody knows that he just got that contract. And so they know that he's not going anywhere. And he has a tremendous amount of clout in the organization. And that everybody else is basically, you know, disposable at this point. I mean, they can, they're all replaceable other than him. So I don't know that anybody is saying anything to his face. I think there's a lot of guys probably biting their lip because if you want to have an opportunity to stay in Denver, you don't want to be the guy that is calling out the quarterback who's definitely the one staying. It's a, it's a unique dynamic because it's like, Bill, every time like a, a player does something stupid on the field or off the field, people are always like, well, Ross, what would you say to him in that situation? Well, if they're asking me that, Bill, that means he's a star player, right? And the right. answer is, I'm not saying anything. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm a, I was a journeyman you know, that started like 25 games O-lineman. I'm not saying a word. I'm keeping my mouth shut and not saying anything to him because all I care about is my job security, my job preservation. Now, maybe one of the top five players on the team might say something to a guy like that, but if you want the truth, the truth is 
out of the 65 guys in the locker room, 60 of them aren't saying a darn thing. I can assure you of that. <laughs> Ross Tucker here on the show. Uh, a guy who, who last year felt like the wheels were coming off his career really early in Tua Tungavailoa has dramatically turned things around. And obviously new regime there. They're playing at a really high level. When he's healthy, when he's in, these guys have been extraordinary. Where would you, in sort of tier of NFL teams, Ross, where's the right place to place the Miami Dolphins? So it's a great question because every Tuesday on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, I do my power rankings, and they're really good, man. I mean, they are really good. I Right now in the AFC, when I look at teams I can envision maybe going to the Super Bowl, obviously the Chiefs and the Bills are probably still 1-2 for me. But I'm telling you, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bengals, they are right there. They are right there. And it wouldn't surprise me, kind of like what we saw from both the Rams and the Bengals last year, it wouldn't surprise me if one of those second-tier teams was able to – and I'm not even sure it's fair to have the Dolphins in the second tier. I think they're, what, 8-0 or something when two has actually started and finished the game? So – I think maybe I'm shortchanging them. What happens, though, is I'm human like everybody else. They just don't have the playoff pedigree, so there's always a little bit inherent level of skepticism as opposed to what we've seen from Buffalo and Kansas City the last couple of years. Ross Tucker uh, here, on, uh, here on the program. Ross, Tampa Bay's struggling mightily to, to, to score points, but they're not in a division where they're in a world of trouble given their record. What is the solution, if there is one, to their offensive woes and, and to this season trying to, to end with some level of success? Well, you know, obviously with Tom Brady, Bill, there's still part of me that thinks that they get in the playoffs and they probably will, that that they could go on a run. But when you watch them, they just seem like so inferior to what I think are the four best teams in the conference. I mean, Eagles. Vikings, Niners, Cowboys, in some way, shape, or form. Clearly, to me, the four best teams, and it's hard to imagine the Bucks getting there. You know, it, it's they're not going to be able to fix the offensive line. They never are in a rhythm. I thought maybe in that Seattle game they were getting their running game going, but they didn't really. If you, I mean, if you can't run the ball on Cleveland, you can't run the ball. Everybody has been running the ball on Cleveland, and yet they haven't been able to do it. So, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like they're in a bad, bad way. Um, there's nobody else they can bring in along the offensive line that can make them better up front. And now Wirfs got hurt. It's not good. Uh, Ross Tucker on the show. Ross, I don't know how to ask a, a Patrick Mahomes question in a new way, but I, he's the dude's 26-0 and in his last 26 games. 26-0 and in his last 26 games – in November and, and December, if you're an opposing football team, and we've seen him be stopped the last few years. Obviously, they've only won one Super Bowl in the last four, but they've made an AFC Championship game every one of those seasons. What's the approach? What do you do to try to confound Patrick Mahomes and therefore the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, everybody's tried so many different things at this point. It, what, what's unique, though, is they have a new uh, problem this year. People were starting to at least feel like they had a pretty good feel 
for how to handle, you know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. But now that Tyreek Hill's not there anymore, I know this sounds weird, but it makes the Chiefs more multiple. You know, with Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, it was like, okay, double both those guys, make the other guys beat us. Now it's like, well, he's throwing the ball to everybody. He's throwing the ball to Sky Moore. He's, he, they're getting Pacheco involved. He's throwing the ball to Justin Watson. He's throwing the ball to Juju. He's throwing the ball to MVS. They're just a lot more multiple and a lot more willing to spread the ball around than they were with Tyreek Hill, which I think um, is interesting. It, it makes for a tough situation for these defenses. They're all going to try different things. You know, what they did last year was they would have two deep safeties, make them throw it underneath, which is still probably the best solution. But now that they have all these weapons that he's trusting and throwing it to, he'll just keep throwing the underneath stuff to those guys underneath. Ross Tucker here on the show. Uh, it's Christmas time or soon a month. Everyone's looking for gifts. And if you're like me, if you have a son, for example, who put together a Christmas list and he finally looked at it and he found a $4,000 ice cream machine that's just on the list, you know you got to find your own solutions to gifts that mean something, that say something. Uh, here's a suggestion, and Ross works with these guys. MyFrontPageStory.com. They put together a really cool front page. It can be any theme that you want. So it can be like Henry's the best son ever or D-Cell needs to watch more soccer. Or whatever whatever you want, myfrontpagestory.com. Uh, and Ross Tucker is also, remember, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Ross, happy belated Thanksgiving. I'm sure we'll talk to you before then, but but early holidays. Happy holidays. And as always, pal, on a busy Monday, thanks for, for hopping on and, and making sense of the NFL for us. Of course, man. My pleasure, and thanks for the uh, the plug on myfrontpagestory.com. It's so cool seeing people get these as gifts. It's like so many videos of women crying and hugging. It's awesome. Myfrontpagestory.com. Thank you, Bill.